right, all right. Slowly getting there. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Cuatro capítulos. Four chapters left. Here we go. The Lord's love for Israel. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Israel called to the Egyptians. Even as Israel was leaving them, they kept sacrificing to the Baals and burnt offerings to idols. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the hand, but they never knew that I healed them. I led them with human cords, with ropes of love. To them, I was like one who eases the yoke from their jaws. I bent down to give them food. Israel will not return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria will be his king, because they refuse to repent. A swirl will whirl through his cities. It will destroy and devour the bars of his gates. Because of their schemes, my people are bent on turning from me. Though they call to him on high, he will not exalt them at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I surrender you, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zebulun? I have had a change of heart. My compassion is stirred. I will not vent the full fury of my anger. I will not turn back to destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man. The Holy One among you, I will not come in rage. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion when he roars. His children will come trembling from the west. They will be roused like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. Then I will settle them in their homes. This is the Lord's declaration. Ephraim surrounds me with lies. The house of Israel will with deceit. Judah still wanders with God and is faithful to the holy ones. Interesting. I don't know what's going on there. Israel's childhood refers to their journey into Egypt in obedience to God when they were less than 100 people. They arrived in Egypt as a family with a promise from God of becoming a great nation. See, these are Tony Evans' notes. Out of Egypt, I called my son was another point of history taught to all Jewish children. It's a reference to the Exodus when God brought his people out of slavery. When he wrote his gospel, Matthew's song is ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ, God's true son, who also came out of Egypt. Punishment and captivity were unavoidable, not because God has a bad temper, but because his people were bent on turning from him. Holy justice would have to be carried out. The average Bible reader probably cruises right past Adma and Zebulun without recognizing the names. However, most readers recognize the names of their sister cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yet the Lord actually destroyed all four places in his anger over their wickedness. Wow. The thought of such destruction coming upon God's beloved people makes his heart ache and stirs up his compassion. Thus, the Lord declares, I have had a change of heart. God's grace on sinners is a result of his own unmerited kindness and love. <clears throat> for I am not for I am God and not a man is a reminder that his ways are higher than ours. Go see Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 through 9. Elsewhere, Hosea compares God to a lion who would attack Israel for their sins. Interesting that the description says the devil's like a roaring lion seeking 
roaming about seeking who can he can devour. But here, let's see, it says elsewhere, yeah, God is compared to a lion who would attack Israel for their sins. Here, the comparison is positive, not negative. He will roar like a lion, causing his cubs, calling his cubs, and they will come trembling in submission. That's me right now. That is me right now. I feel like, whoo. These last five years, especially in the last year, though, being more in tune with the voice of the Lord, him calling out, Aaron, come home, Aaron, come home. Come home, stop fooling around with the stuff out there. Ain't nothing out there good for you, bro. <laughs> Ain't nothing good for you, son. Come home. Come on home. Lord, I just pray for those who walked away from you, God, hard hearts, the prodigal sons and daughters. Draw them back into your kingdom. Draw them back home. Continue to send divine appointments, people that cross their path that would they would be drawn to you and then be drawn to be back in your, your family, your church, your bride, back into the fold, the sheep. Yes, continue to go after those 99, Lord. I mean, go after those that one that left. And the 99, when the one comes back, we'll celebrate with joy. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages or the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.